0: man is speaking, and the radio man says women were a curse. So men built Paramount Studios, and Menville Columbia Studios, and men built Los Angeles. It is 5 a.m., and you are listening to W C B N F M FM Ann Arbor radio cheese alternativa monkey Grassroots. anarchy Freeform. A 4 and 5 therefore 9, nine and 99 therefore 18 18 and 18 therefore 36 4 and 5 therefore 9 A 4 and 5 therefore nine. 9 and nine.
1: What are we doing in here?
2: Dan, get off my foot.
1: There are hangers everywhere, Christy.
2: And what's up with these mothballs?
1: This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe.
2: Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man.
1: Closets Closets are are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are for Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence.
2: 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. We're here. We're on. Closets are for clothes on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor.
1: The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies.
2: We are your hosts, Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us.
1: Let's go. Hey, welcome. And welcome, definitely.
2: It is Wednesday, September 13th. 2006 just in case you're keeping track of those kinds of things um and this is closets are for clothes for this wednesday we're glad you're with us i'm christy i'm here with dan um we have a jam-packed show as usual (laughs)
1: lots of good
2: stuff going on to talk
1: about exactly how are you dan i'm doing all right I'm, i'm getting through this is i mean the students are definitely back Dun, dun, dun. They Arbor, are. Ann Arbor is alive. Al-
2: it is. It's on fire. It really is on fire around here. And parking is at a premium.
1: Uh, yes, exactly. I was like, man. Mm-hmm. So driving's a little, I mean, it, summer is over.
2: It is. Summer's over. Summer. And the weather's telling us that summer's over, clearly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Very much Mama so. Mother Nature is definitely saying, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it's time for you to put on pants
1: exactly yeah. <laughs> right exactly
2: so how I'm are tired. you you know i'm okay i'm suffering from some injuries injuries because i'm i'm a clumsy fool
0: Uh oh Uh oh
2: i fell down coming out of my workplace one i i work all over the county i have many different places where i actually do work but one of the wow places that I frequent I'm at the most often Uh has a very bizarre entrance where like it's been retrofitted to be accessible so there's random stairs and it's just weird and I don't think they mean it to be a death trap but it is (laughs) that in combination with the fact that I was wearing flip flops
0: Uh Uh which
2: are dangerous to your your health and should come with a warning like cigarettes
1: (laughs) in my opinion what type of warning would that be?
2: Flip-flops are dangerous to your health. Wear them at your own risk.
1: <laughs> if if the,
2: my shoes had had that warning on them, I might not have been wearing them.
0: Oh, my gosh. But
2: I, my foot slid forward because the flip-flop is not the most stable shoe in the world.
0: Wow. And my shoe yeah. stayed
2: in place, but my foot slid, which Ow. made me miss all of the stairs. And I fell down, um, actually, toes first. Like, I Ow. fell onto my toes, Ow. toe points and then went down to my knees. And then fell flat and then rolled over on my oh back my and cussed God. a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: and I'm now wearing the sexiest shoes <laughs> known to human race. They're called post op shoes. Woohoo. They're um open toed, velcro closure. They're very also, attractive. But isn't
1: that also a flip flop, if you will?
2: No, there's no flip flopping. Oh, but it's very
1: okay. stably
2: in there. And, um, they're really hot shoes. I, I love them. And I have to wear them from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed for the next week.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it only takes a week for, uh...
2: Well, no, they're likely... I have one of my toes is whacked from years and years of... Abuse. Abuse. <laughs> um, and it's, it's going to take a month plus to totally heal. Oh. But I, I... What these shoes do is they have a very firm, cushioned sole so that I cannot bend my foot in them. So I walk like Frankenstein. So in addition to having the really sexy shoes, my gait is now incredibly hot also. Right. Because I sort of look slow and stumbly, (laughs) like I'm a little drunk. (laughs) Which is hot to some people, I'm sure.
0: Oh, hello. Yes.
2: But yeah, I don't feel so attractive with my little drunk walk.
0: (laughs) <laughs> um, and
2: I, and so you really, I would encourage you to try walking with your feet, not bending.
1: Which I would think would be very hard because my whole, then my, my ankle and shin and everything is going to be always at like a 90 degree. Yes. Oh, ouch.
2: So it me, I, I could technically ambulate a little faster despite my injuries, but the shoes Ow. are preventing me from actually. Doing it, doing it. Yeah. So and I Ouch. have been I've been given some drugs to alleviate the pain, but I cannot take them while driving, which means I can only take the drugs at night.
0: Oh my word.
2: And Motrin mm, sort of taps at the pain.
0: <laughs> Just
2: taps it, you know. Ow. Um, it's And they, my toes look heinous. They're like a disgusting shade of purpley black
1: oh so those weren't like painted toes i thought someone may have painted your toes
2: no dan that's oh. that's the skin ouch is that color ouch. um so be careful walking around the same day that i fell um three or four of my friends around the country also had fallen it oh was my some word random thing that happen. I don't know what. It was. So please be careful. Yes. And maybe it's time to put the flip flops away for the summer.
0: <laughs> no. And the
2: th- and the, what's funny is that um or not funny but whatever is that you know my partner was joking and saying you should sue so and so the place where I work right. for pain and suffering and whatnot and I was like well you see I'm their employee and I was wearing flip flops at work. <laughs> Which is against the rules. Oh. So I don't have a leg to stand on, quite literally. Literally. (laughs) There would be no... I mean, because all they'd have to say is if you were following the dress code, Uh you wouldn't have had this problem. Ouch. So I'm not even going to complain. Right. I'm not even going to say. But just
1: the injury alone. I mean, the shoe, I mean, staying in place and your. I mean are cur- I mean, the tear between the toes, I mean, where the web is and just.
2: Yeah. The ligaments across the top of both of my feet are jacked up. Oh. They're very.
1: I mean, there must be all like hyper like, ah, you know hyper alert yeah
2: but otherwise i'm good my baby has started blowing raspberries
0: which is (laughs) hilarious
2: (laughs) and we we try to encourage it as much as possible right although her raspberries are exceptionally gross because she's got a lot of drool
1: oh okay so
2: she's got very drippy raspberries
1: what's more like a jam yeah (laughs) it's like a jam um
2: so, but that's really fun. Or she's a
1: juice. A, one of the two. I'm trying to think of a strawberry juice or a strawberry jam. One of the, it's yeah. both maybe yeah. mixed
2: together. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But other, you know, that's the exciting news. Okay. That she's blowing raspberries. And who
1: happened to teach her how to do this?
2: She taught herself. She just figured it out.
1: Oh, okay.
2: She just started doing, I here's what happens with babies. Oh, okay. They do something and you have a reaction and then they were like, oh, I'll do it again.
0: okay. Because
2: they're just trying everything. Right. You know, they'll try putting their finger in their nose, poking their finger in their eye, yep. yanking their ear. They'll try all of that stuff. And if you make a reaction of laughing or smiling at them when they do it, they'll do it again. Uh-huh. So she was just, you know, making faces and talking and went, Pfft. and Danielle and I cracked up. Uh-huh. So now she's still she continues to do it. Yeah. Oh
1: my goodness. It's pretty fun. Yes.
2: It's pretty fun. Holy I'm Lord. I am working on getting her to go. Blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. That's <laughs> okay. I I
2: really wanted. I'm trying for that one.
1: And it really helps if she's going to be playing Cranium or other fun I games know. like that. So, you know, teaching her early to how to manipulate the lips while talking or humming, uh-huh. you know, that always or a kazoo playing.
2: Kazoo playing which was happening around here before, Earlier. earlier yeah. Alex was playing the kazoo. <laughs>
1: um
2: yeah, so I she's fascinating that baby. I bet she really. Is. I bet we we'll have to I mean, bring her back to the show again. She definitely. Was, she was here exactly a month ago. I remember because oh. she was here the last time Keith was here.
1: Oh, that's okay.
2: When, you were not. when, when you were I not. was
1: not. That's right.
2: But we'll have to bring her back so that you can see her again because she's actually even since you've seen her, Keith. She's grown a lot.
1: Holy moly! They grow very fast. Yeah, that's what I hear. I see her a couple of
2: weeks later than. Yes, you did indeed, and she's bigger than, she's yeah. still bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, it's the clothes thing. We're noticed she's having to change size clothes sizes.
1: Oh, now. okay. So, gotcha.
2: That's a definite way to tell.
1: So I was kind of curious. I found this like, um, uh, so I've got this question for you. So do you like like not necessarily old TV, but maybe game show? TV? I do,
2: actually. You do.
1: Well, so this past, so someone. You know,
2: they were all drunk. All, all those old celebrity game shows, they were all drinking.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I saw
2: it on, like, True Hollywood Story or whatever. Anyway.
1: Oh, man. Well, that kind of would explain um, some of the things because they have now a. The Price is Right. Um, um, not blog, but a website you can go to. I think it's like uh, the TPI. Uh, r.tv, mm-hmm. and if you go to it, um, it actually will. Uh, it's it, they have different segments where you can like watch or listen. I didn't quite understand the listen part because I, I mean, they would say okay, listen to what happens, and you're like, I don't quite get it. Um, but yes, it's TPIR.TV, Um, and they've got different segments like bloopers, the best winners, um, um all these different like uh, video clips throughout the years that they've done and some of them are really quite hysterical. I had no idea but they've also got a a segment where everybody was drunk and how Mm -hmm. everything and how they just had fun that day and where um, you know they would be ready to, the the curtains would open and they'd have their back to the audience or um, they weren't really positioned, the models weren't positioned properly Um, and so they were like crawling out from behind, you know, the chariot cabinet, or they're in bed sleeping, um, you know, something. It was actually quite a fun sight, and I was like, oh my gosh, I miss Bob Barker. Um, He's uh, still on. Oh, that's what gets me. He's I He's mean, still
2: doing the show. I, I
1: mean, I remember when I was a kid watching him. So. And he still
2: uses... The room is right next to Craig Ferguson's. Oh, really? Craig talks about it all the time. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, that's really funny, actually. He, and he still has that weird old microphone that he's always used. Yeah. The skinny thing with the round ball. On yeah. The top. There's no need for that, but he right. still
1: uses it. But he has survived, I think, now three announcers. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I mean, I, I was like, gosh, he's really changed since the last time I saw him. And about 100 him, you know? models. Oh really? They're, yeah,
2: the models have all. No, not really. Oh,
1: okay. I was they saying. had the
2: same models for a very long time. They had like 50-year-old women modeling that stuff. It was really cool. Actually. Oh wow! But then they said. Right. Then there was some scandal about Bob and sex. And
1: oh yeah. And, well, on that part, there is one segment where he really. I think it's a. GNS or what? But it's, mm-hmm. if you go to the website, there's a couple times where he's like really quite like hitting on her pretty strongly. You know, mm-hmm. she's standing on the vent and the thing is like lifting her skirt and he's like, "Don't move!" And he like like actually is pulling her onto the vent and.
2: Dad Bob um, Barker, you know, not yeah. quite as nasty as Richard Dawson. Right. That was a dirty, dirty man.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> was he really?
2: If you watch some of those old Family Feud episodes, uh huh. He's slipping them tongue sometimes. I
1: Ooh. Guess. Oh wow. His
2: kisses are serious.
1: Oh my word. It's
2: very creepy.
1: Wow. That's yeah, that is pretty creepy. I didn't realize that he you had know, done that. You know cuz
2: he kissed all the women that were right, on Right, I knew that, right. Yeah, sometimes so. it was a little aggressive.
1: Oh, wow. I, don't I think I had to write anything in the script of saying you had to allow him to
2: Like you had to allow Richard Dawson to tongue you. Give right. him the tongue. Right. You know <laughs> I'm probably you did have to sign that away yeah or, actually you know what back in the 70s and whatnot, I think that that no it was an expectation that men could kiss whatever woman they wanted
1: oh um, that might have been and
2: that the woman didn't have standing to right say uh
1: uh-uh. uh right right but definitely and the, the other thing TV there's another TV part that I was kind of interested in is did you watch Dancing with the Stars last night
2: hell no I didn't oh, watch oh my
1: god I little
2: secretly I wanted to. Oh,
1: there you go. Okay. So I was over at a friend's house, and he was, and it was like, we had to be home by 8. And I'm like, why do we have to be home by 8? Well, we're going out to dinner, but we had to be home by 8, no matter what. And I'm just like, and in fact, we had to pick a restaurant that was like a block away from where he lived. I was just like, what in the world? Um, and so... Here we are, and so we get home, and he's got the TV on. I'm like, oh, it's a cha- okay, so it's a TV thing. There must be a great movie on or something like this. No, Dancing with the Stars. And I'm like, oh, I'm being held captive. I could have left, but I didn't. Um, of course but, you didn't, because well, you're a homo. But, well, but speaking of which, so is there any rumor that you know about Mario Lopez? Mario
2: Lopez, I've heard rumors, but they started because he played Greg LuGanis in the Greg oh, LuGanis story. Oh, okay. And so it's, you know, those are totally unfounded. Cause oh, okay. Just because somebody plays a gay man in a movie doesn't make them gay. But right. he's always, even back in the days when he was A.C. Slater, I was like, he might be gay. I it's,
1: it's, it's very, he was, a, he either he just picks up on things very easy or he is able to just flare whenever he... Has to. I mean, I was like, "This is amazing!" Like this. So I don't know anything about that. Um, um, and the people. There was other folks up there. I mean, this is like kind of dating me now. But um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name from, um, that Clash of the Titans. Is Clash of the Titans with um, uh, um, Harry Hamlin? No, Harry.
2: I know there is Harry Hamlin, but I don't know what Clash of the Titans. Oh, okay, it was was a
1: movie. But anyway, but so he was like really good. I mean, he was really good looking, right? Same kind of thing. Okay, could not dance whatsoever. I was so shocked. How
2: did Jerry Springer do? Well,
1: that was my that that was actually the original reason why I brought it up was because what the freaking what is the The big deal with uh, Jerry Springer. I mean, people just, I mean, roared for him. And all he did was did the very fatherly thing that doesn't know how to dance and just threw the girl and the girl did all the dancing around him. And then they gave him all these kudos for dancing so well. I was like, no. I mean, now he was better than Harry Hamlin, but it was one of those... No, really, he does not deserve. If Harry Hamlin got a four, he certainly did not deserve, uh, you know, a seven like this. So I was really kind of surprised at what huh. the big deal about Jerry Springer. And you've and been, you've
2: intrigued me, my friend. Oh,
1: it, it was a very interesting. They're very critical last night. I don't, but I don't need
2: night. another thing like that
1: well, yeah. that I
2: have an issue with. Right. Right now it's Project Runway. That's an adequate. They're down to four. That's adequate for me.
1: Right. We're down to four? Five. Five, Okay, dang.
2: I love that show. Uh,
1: yeah, you, yeah, you definitely have a thing for it.
2: I do, and almost everyone I love also does.
1: <laughs>
2: I say almost because you don't clearly. Well,
1: I, 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 have been watching it because I had to keep up for the show. So yeah, you, have you to know, keep up for
2: my witty banter uh, about uh, it. Yes,
1: <laughs> and uh, and do you really think that? What's his name? Case Kane. Kane, um, that he is as because I kind of like some of his outfits. That it really isn't like grotesque like they keep he saying. Is he's is.
2: insanely tacky.
1: <laughs> uh Oh, I, I guess I'm never th- going to become a designer. <laughs> I
2: think he uses a bedazzler. Like oh, I, he's very yes. sequiny and yeah, he's a pageant designer.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: And then that's pretty obvious. Yes. That he designs pageant dresses.
1: Right. Well, then the one that got voted off last week, who, like, last week Vincent? was couture. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I do couture. That's what I do for a living is couture. And I was like, really? He's never,
2: he was, he should have been gone a long time ago, in my opinion.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I think
2: so. I think he was getting by on luck.
1: Yes. Well, I think it's down to two people.
2: Who do you think?
1: Well, the one that has, cause I still don't know their name, sorry. Um, the one that has the uh, tattoo. Um, on his neck. We call him Bullet Head. Okay. Well, we maybe call
2: he- him Bullet Head because his head, his neck is wider than his head, and that's just weird.
1: <laughs> but his
2: name is um is that like- Jeffrey.
1: Jeffrey. Yes, exactly. And I didn't know that yellow th- outfit. Did you like that yellow outfit? I hated it. Yes, I was like, how did that... I think
2: plaid only belongs on the golf course?
1: <laughs>
2: personally. <laughs>
1: Um, oh, my gosh. I don't um,
2: like him as a person at all. I oh find no. him reprehensible as a person. Yeah. And I I really, I mean, he said things on the show like he, because some a woman said something or spoke out of turn, he called her a feminazi
0: on oh, the show. Oh, wow.
2: He, you know, he was just, he's just a jerk and I don't appreciate him. And no. I really hope that he doesn't win right but who do you think's the other person that's potentially gonna
1: um work? and then the other um I, I sh- oh see i was trying to find it before you uh asked me um the designers um oh not robert it, it michael. is michael nope it is what yuli not michael is, yuli yuli yeah
2: i see i think it's between yuli and michael
1: Oh, you know what? I didn't think about Michael. Muley
2: just, is going to be in the top three. I don't think she's going to win because she always makes the same dress, but she does it very well. Then, or she, or if she's not, then it's going to be the redhead woman whose name I can't remember. Laura? Laura.
1: No, I thought Laura is the same dress too.
2: Uh, yeah, I know, but she's very good.
1: Oh, like okay. Like her skill is very good. Oh, okay. But I
2: agree that I think Jeffrey and Michael are probably...
1: Yes. Oh, so you think Yuli makes the same dress? Uh-huh. i have to look at it more often.
2: Yeah, she makes the same dress over and over again. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. I haven't been yeah. catching her. But definitely Michael. I completely forgot about Michael. He's
2: the best. He's going to win.
1: Yes, I think he should win.
2: I knew the first week. I was like, oh, totally. He's the one.
1: Oh, okay. Got yeah, it.
2: Yeah, he's very good. So. Yeah, so that's on tonight. It is. If you're interested, definitely. it's on Bravo TV, which totally does a lot of gay advertising. Did you know that? Yes. Bravo TV has like... Orbits.com does advertising on there with the two women kissing. Definitely, love
1: it. Yes. See now, how come Logo can't be like that? I mean, I would tune into Logo more often if it was more like more like Bravo TV. I don't it, understand it, it's, that. This it's kind funny. Of, I watch
3: so little TV, but uh, um, I've heard this often that Bravo is gayer than Logo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bravo is very
2: gay. Yes, It's definitely. very gay. I love Bravo. Um, and I also want to say that Logo has. Excessive numbers of commercials for erectile dysfunction drugs. Well, an yeah. overwhelming yeah. number of them. It's yeah. sort of like I don't really want to hear these guys talk about their penises all the time.
1: <laughs> well, and that's one of the things I argued with somebody about Logo. It's it's a very gay male focused, mm-hmm. the gay male party uh, group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't even though I had they have every once in a while they throw in other things. Right. Um, it's it's. Um but it's a lot of repeats. It's a, lot a lot of their of...
2: original programming is very gay male focused. Yes. yes.
1: Yes. So it is for sure. Definitely.
2: But Project Runway's on tonight. Yep. And I'm sure that if you if we've piqued your interest, you can check it out. Definitely. Um but we need to take a little break.
1: Yep, we're gonna take a break. And um uh, and we have Keith uh, from Common Language. Keith, I hear there was uh, some stuff happening in Common Language today with the but with uh, all this rain yeah, here uh, fun so we're going to hear uh, more about it um on the other side <laughs> I'm Lorraine. And we're from Camp Trans, and you're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's a radio, radio for all kinds of, kinds of people.
0: people. We're
2: back. We are. We were just talking about, we have um, that announced that. Little break there was yes. done by Bryn and Lorraine from Camp Trans. And Bryn's actually going to be joining our show. Woohoo! Which is really exciting. Yes. Um, she's going to be joining us as one of our co hosts.
0: Yes, when Hopefully soon. Happen. Um, Soon. <laughs>
1: soon,
2: sometime this month actually. Yes, yes, we yes. just haven't worked out Watch the details so. yeah. closely. Yeah, right.
1: yeah. she'll exactly. be joining us very well, soon. Well, she's moving to town, so she kind of yeah. We're to
2: we're waiting for her to get settled in okay. her right. new digs.
1: Exactly, and then kind of um, then we'll kind of do something. Like but
2: it could be as soon as next week.
1: Wow, that'd be nice. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing something like before, like kind of like Rosie did. You know, where we did a lot of planning ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the
3: other thing we were talking about during break, uh Dan said that uh, he wanted to talk ask ask about the president's speech. He did. Oh, and yeah. Christy responded.
2: I didn't know <laughs> anything about it.
3: <laughs> and, and and I didn't watch it either. I, oh. I just I can't stand to watch the I man. can't oh. stand to watch him. And, I
2: can hardly stand to hear his voice.
3: And every reference to the speech, you know, beforehand was and the White House says this is not a political speech. So every every time since then, every time I hear a mention of it I say and of course, it wasn't a political speech. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> e- e- even even though I didn't watch it, I can tell you it was a very political. Oh, It was, incredibly yeah, it was, was an
1: election <laughs> year. Definitely, yeah, he was definitely and reinforcing.
3: Exactly. And back to the same tired stuff. It's like, yes, we're we have to be in Iraq because fighting terrorism is so important. Look at this latest terrorist uh, thing from London. So, yeah. it, you know, and once again, it's like you know. Iraq was not the hotbed of mm-hmm. terrorism and until we
0: went there. Oh, you're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: the well,
2: man's a genius, that George Bush. I, I mean, he's just. I'm being very
1: sarcastic. Oh, I was going to say, but well, yeah, they can't see this over the radio. I gave Chrissy quite the luck. But yeah, yeah,
2: I was being very sarcastic. He's,
3: go go to YouTube and check, uh, and you can put in the keywords Bush and bloody sunday it's just hilarious you got to watch it oh Oh, we'll we'll definitely have to
2: do that yeah so
3: wow he's writing it down yeah it's it's uh an an amazing editing job oh okay of of the state of the union speech
1: yeah Um, i mean sweet
3: but but, uh yeah it's it's amazing the way they play things um out and I mean, even what's going on in the Middle East right now with Lebanon and Israel and Mm. everyone talking about, you know, oh, it's Israel's fault for, you know, overreacting. It's Lebanon's fault for, you know, capturing the soldiers. It's Hezbollah's fault. It's Syria's fault. It's Iran's fault. And it's like, you know. Really, a lot of the blame has to go to Washington. We're supposed to be the world leaders,
0: yep. mm-hmm. and
3: and the Clinton watch. There was a lot of time spent in the Middle East trying yep. to make sure that peace um, process kept moving forward. Yep. Yeah, sometimes it seemed slow, but right. guess what? By focusing on it. You know, it prevented this type of stuff from happening. Exactly. And instead we have Condoleezza Rice saying, well, you know, it'll be most effective if we keep our hands off. And, you know, well, we don't want peace yet because they have to go in and finish the job. And, you know, it's...
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. just yeah.
3: A- a- amazing. It's, you know, it's 1984. Uh, war so that we can have peace. You know? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Isn't there a quote, I think it's Einstein said, you can't simultaneously prepare, prepare wait, prepare for peace and pre- or prepare for war and promote peace, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't do those things at the same time. No. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, so
3: Which it is. I guess could be a segue to a book. Cool. <laughs> oh, one of them you have, have a here. book? <laughs> 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 uh, though if you want to keep talking about <laughs> OTV,
0: <laughs> it was
3: funny talking about everyone being drunk because just a couple of days ago we were talking about how often people smoked. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you yes. watch the old What's My line. There's Kitty Carlisle. Oh. Chain smoking away. Yes. Right. And, and, and I, I think she even chain smoked when she had her little, um, you know, diamond studded <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> eye blinders. Yes, on yes. yes, exactly. My my favorite was Phil Silvers, you know. Oh, the tobacco companies would die to be able to do this um, yes. again, right? Where where instead of commercials, they they're, you know, in the locker room or something and Phil says, "Say, do you have a smoke?" Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> "Why I do. It's a refreshing Pall Mall." <laughs> 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 it's just it's like written into the show, right? It's in a commercial. Uh, it's incredible.
1: Huh? Yes. Well, what would we do a little bit of of uh Product, Product placement. Product no, placement. that's for sure. This so. is true, but it's <laughs> 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 It's
3: a
2: little different yeah. when it's a drug. Yeah,
3: yes, <laughs> it was. Uh, in fact, but it was no, it's not a drug because otherwise the FDA would have some sort of authority over it.
1: Right. Ooh, right. Very good. That was very good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of war and peace, yeah, one of the books just came out the uh, last couple of days here. Cindy Sheehan's book, um, Peace Mom: A Mother's Journey Through Heartache to Activism. Which also plays into some of the 1984ism. I mean, the way they managed to character assassinate her without,
1: oh actually, yeah,
3: you know, without actually doing it,
1: like hearing her story,
3: yeah, face to face. Yeah, it's it's um, it's amazing. But yeah, this is um, her memoir, and of course, she's you know continues to be in the news with uh, you know following him up to. I was going to say Nantucket, Penobscot, uh, wherever that is. Oh, you Main mean up at Maine, Kennebunk? Kennybunk, Yes. Right, Bunkport. Yep. Yeah.
1: Now, not to give the plot uh, away or anything like this, but um, so sh- her son died Ra- um, in Iraq? In Iraq. Okay.
3: And um, her response was to become a peace mom. And, Got it. And say, you know, uh, um, yes, you know, we support our troops, but we're, we're supporting them by saying they should come home.
1: And... uh Right. Um, it's, uh, and uh, providing them with the care and the support when they do get when home. When
3: they do come home.
1: Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that, that was one of the things he said and in in, uh, Bush said in his speech on Monday. i to bring it back. But um, <laughs> it was one of those things of like, you know... But it wasn't a political speech. No. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I mean, how, you know, we need to, you know, take our arms and move forward. And I was just kind of like, yeah, but you know, we got to support them too. So, right. So... Well let's see, what else do I have here? I have
2: it's quite a stack. Yeah. yeah. You're Don't, stacked,
3: Keith. It's,
1: He's it's, very it's, ambitious every time he comes.
3: Well, it's nowhere near as st- as some of the stacks i've yeah. not, as, not as large,
1: small as last month i, last agree. Month I contained myself you
2: did this um, is a, this is a medium-sized stack
1: that's right and the um,
2: holidays are coming though and i expect that we're going to ramp up that's right i mean there's
1: halloween right around the corner
0: <laughs>
1: i'm not sure i have a halloween oh, I was, yeah. <laughs>
3: um, well
1: you've got another month and a half yeah okay yeah. good. um
3: Uh, A memoir that uh, just came out by John Carlyle called Under the Rainbow, um, which is his story of um, he and Judy Garland, um, and appropriate because even though he had an affair with her, he was gay. Mm -hmm. Yet another one of the gay lovers of Judy Garland. Um, <laughs> she had more than one? Uh, <laughs> Liza's mom. Yeah. Or Liza's dad, rather. Yeah, right. Um, but it, uh, he actually passed away a couple of years ago, and it is very much tell-all, and I think he wanted to wait till he was dead so no one could come after him. Oh, <laughs> oh very
1: good. Wow, <laughs> yeah.
3: okay. I know who they'll sue, the publisher, I know. Right. But not him, so he doesn't care. That's <laughs> right. I've said my piece. Goodness. So, yeah, it's... Uh, his story um let's see shall i just go in the order i have here sure going to heaven the
1: life and election of bishop gene robinson it was a perfect segue we had a a dead author to now going to heaven going to heaven yeah
3: he's he's not dead but uh Uh. we'll see what happens because he certainly is in the middle of controversy um this oh, the, yes. This bishop the, Gene Robinson. Yes. This is the gay bishop in the Episcopal Church. And, of course, the entire Episcopal Church is now taking sides yes. with probably 80 to 90 percent of the American... Um, Episcopal Church saying, you know, uh, this is right and proper and, you know, this is who we elected, so just get over it. Yep. Um, And then, of course, the more conservative branches of the Anglican Church, largely in Africa, Mm -hmm. saying, you know, this will split us apart. This is the great schism, the gay schism.
1: Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, apparently they, I was reading on 365gay.com where they were saying the, the big conference to resolve this issue failed. So yeah
3: and it um so it it's it's interesting because it, it seems that um every attempt they have to um address the issue, instead ends up postponing it, which just makes everybody on all sides feel even worse. So, Yes. um, We'll see how it all plays out. Right. I grew up Episcopalian. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. So my my mother is still, you know, a a little old church lady, but, you know, to her it's like she doesn't understand what all the fuss is about. Right, Um, right. um, In fact, it was interesting when I came out, um, to her, she immediately went to the parish priest. Uh, you know, Episcopalians have priests. So we're yep. we're very Catholic. And, and <laughs> everything, everything except the Pope. You know, right, and, right. Um, and our priests do get to get married. Um, oh, so uh, anyway, they um, uh, he went to she went to him, and um, he started asking questions about me and my life and all of that, and said, "Well, it sounds like he's pretty well adjusted. So I guess the problem's yours."
1: whoa, yeah. Yeah. And,
3: wow, and, and I'll help you with that, so, you know, in a large, wow. and, and this is from a guy who is, in um, in terms of um, Bible, um, sort of the biblical approach to um, uh, Episcopalianism, fairly conservative, mm-hmm. but, you know, in his in his view, it's like the the, the humanistic side is um, far more important, and oh, yeah. there we go,
1: so, I mean, and mom's
3: been a... Great supportive mom.
1: And, oh, yeah, great. So. Goodness. Because it yeah. was one, like with my mom. She, I mean, when I came out, she went to, she's c- Catholic and um, went to her priest and things. And he, and I was really lucky um, that she was a priest. And he said, well, do you love your son any less? And she's like, well, no, like this. And he said, and he literally was, well, well then, you know, that's, that's not a problem. And she's, yeah, but what do I do whenever his friends come over? And she says, well, how do you greet his friends now? Like this? She's well, I give him a hug. And he's like. Okay, continue to hug him.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was like,
1: you know, what? I was really lucky, you know, yeah. that.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, he was probably gay.
1: Yeah, yeah, right.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, the odds, yeah, yeah. And and more
3: religious, gay religious oh, there stuff. we go. Uh, Mel White's new book, "Religion Gone Bad," subtitled appropriately, "The Hidden Dangers of the Christian Right."
1: And there are many, many. I had no idea how. I mean, I was I went through something, and I was like, there was just so connected. Um, and doing so many, um, they're, they're just they're, they're just so spread out. It, it's it's um and battling different different arenas. I just, it's amazing to me. And
3: you know, it is, it's yet another one of the things I mean, we joke about, uh, George Bush, maybe not being the brightest lamp, but, um, uh, but certainly he has people around him and we, and 30 years of the right wing figuring out how to take power and all of this. And, you know, this is, you know, their, um, religion and gay issues is, as we know, one of their big, um, um, ways of dividing um, the liberal left. And and we see this, you know, in the black churches, which have traditionally been very liberal because they of their support of civil rights and yes. affirm- and affirmative action and all you of know, yes. this sort of thing. And, you know, this was one of the things that was very successful in Prop 2 is the way they managed to convince what otherwise would have been our good supporters yep. um, that on this issue— They shouldn't uh, um, be socially progressive. Yep. Yep. Very amazing. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Well, this sort of has a religious subtext to it, but it's Christopher Bram's new um, novel, Exiles in America. And the religious subtext um, is um, actually um, Islamic. Um, It's an art teacher and his partner of many years um who teach in william uh, he teaches at williamsburg and um the uh, uh, a visiting artist comes for the semester who is um uh, originally iranian oh. um though uh, culturally almost more Parisian you know sort of grew up there, but he has an older brother who is um, <laughs> a uh, uh, um, important guy in the iranian government and oh. and this starts playing a, a role as well and and there are affairs between a husband and one of mm. the couple and it's it's uh um a tightly woven story okay. um and i mean i think christopher <laughs> Bram's one of our greatest novelists i i love his of writing
2: gods and monsters so. that's right
3: ah. also known as father of yeah. frankenstein right and, yeah um r- brilliant writer um there there's some odd things about this book but i don't want to give them away oh. so anyone who reads it come talk to me and we can discuss about uh, um, things at, at the around surrounding the ending of the book ah. but it's um but it is incredibly well written again <gasps> Uh, let's see. Um, this just came out. Um, D- uh, Jokes and the Unconscious, a graphic novel by Daphne Gottlieb and Diana DeMassa. And Diana DeMassa is, is, is...
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was
2: looking. I could see it and I couldn't read the words. And I was like, it looks a little hothead over there.
3: And yes, she is the hothead paisan. The um, homicidal lesbian drag. terrorist. And uh, Yes. And <laughs> got, right, Looking through the book, yeah. And Gottlieb is... Um, uh, um, Poet and writer and and so it's quite an interesting collaboration. i can't wait to get my hands on this one it It just came out also I'm, I'm bringing stuff hot off the presses. That <laughs> I <haven't even> seen <laughs> that. So this one is also hot off the presses, though I'm um, almost done reading it. It's called Izzy and Eve by Neil Drennan, a very unfortunate cover. Um, It's subtitled an erotic thriller, and there's this sort of candy apple. Mm -hmm. And what would you – I mean, you look at that, and you would think, oh, it's just some little potboiler of some sort. And really, it's not particularly erotic, so not really – it's horrible marketing on this thing. Um, It really is more of a – Sort of fantasy novel, um, t- in Unknown Future and Unknown Place. I- I'd be hard pressed to tell you exactly where this is supposed to be taking place, but um, it's almost sort of Neuromancer meets 1984, meets I don't know, something gay in there. Oh, <laughs> oh you got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, it's um, uh, s- story of Izzy and Eve, they're two, uh, Evangeline and um, um, Izzy, Israel, Iz- Israel. Thank you. And uh, they are dear friends and soulmates, but uh, have their own sexual lives. And um, he starts experimenting with drugs that do very, very odd, multi-dimensional things. Oh wow! So it's, it's, and as a result, they're able to, uh, a typical of good science fiction and fantasy, you then can you know deal with issues of um, class and race, gotcha. and uh, in some very interesting ways. So I, I'm. I'm Enjoying it. Not quite done. About this much to go. Oh, okay. So, so I can't give away the end because I don't know the end yet. But it's
1: um, it's d- it very engaging. And hmm, I wonder if the apple had anything to do with because the title is Izzy and Eve. And
3: I'm, you know, and and obviously that some of those things play into the text uh, into okay. the text as well. So and that may be part of it. But sort of the eroticism, uh, makes yep. something. Very okay. Odd. This this cover, however, just says it all. It's titled Tush.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure does.
3: And
2: yeah. you can certainly judge that book by its cover. Yeah, <laughs> you
3: can. It's, it's, you know, it's a little light, late for summer reads, but if you haven't finished your summer reads, this one is very funny. It's uh, um, a, a fellow who has become almost accidentally uh, a well-known astrologist on, you know, TV and radio, and, and he uses his um, fame and connections and all to um, go after young boys who have mm-hmm. those d- delightful tushes. That Interesting. He, he is so attracted to, and and how his world sort of falls apart through all fault of his own. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, this one um recent um recently came out. In fact, it was the book selection for the Rainbow Reading Club. Um I bring it largely cuz Ann Arbor's in the title Ann Arbor yes. South 96. Mm-hmm. Um it's really isn't it doesn't take place in Ann Arbor, but he he places tries to pl- it yeah, you know, as you read it read it, it's quite obvious it could more be a Detroit suburb than Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. Um, but he placed it here, so there you go. Um and uh, local author, um, his first novel, and um, uh, actually had a real good turnout for the book club the other day. So huh. I'm sure he got lots of feedback there. Um, it's a um, you know s- story um, of a gay kid in um, high school. It's semi autobiographical and his sort of uh, secret affair with a jock, and um, and what happens to kids still in high school huh? when they're, when
1: they're exposed. Oh, uh, literally and figuratively.
3: A little of both. Yeah. <laughs> but in a very shameful way. So, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, let's Interesting. see. Interesting. Then, um, last week mm-hmm. I, I got to say the C word on um, the radio. <laughs> and, I'm told, and, I'm told did. and I'm told it's okay because it it's is. the title of the book. Right. It's called Cunt, A Declaration of Independence, Inga Musio. Um, it, a great book. In fact, speaking of reading selections, um, it's the selection of the Les Reed group this month.
2: And I have to say, actually, that book made me reclaim that word. And I always was uh, bothered by that word until I read that book. And
3: really, yeah, it's a, it's um, sort of a um, feminist manifesto for um, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, generationally, um, what would you say? Anyone thirty-five or younger we probably yeah, would really. Yeah. um, uh, um embrace it, Um, though, of course, older folks as well. And, you know, it's true. I mean, we we um, think about words like queer. And to most people of my generation, I would still say a majority of them, they hear the word and they sort of flinch. Mm -hmm. And um, and yet to the younger generation, it's like, hey, let's reclaim the word. And I've come to rather like it it, it, because it's so well-encompassing. It
2: is. It's an umbrella.
3: It's a great umbrella. Um, We were talking about um, Abigail... Garner's um, book, A Family Like Mine. She's uh, uh, one of the founders of Collage, Children of a Lesbian and Gays Everywhere. And in the prologue to it, she refers to herself as queer. And my first thought was, oh, I thought she was straight. And then I realized, oh, she is straight. As a child of lesbian gay, it puts her in the queer community. Right. uh, I guess whether she chooses to or not, Right, she chooses to. Yeah. but Inga, um, yes, definitely is reclaiming the word cunt, and um, uh, has a new book out called Autobiography of a Blue-Eyed Devil, subtitled My Life and Times in a Racist Imperialist Society. And uh, she is, um, was, is going on a book tour for it, and we found out she was uh, coming through town last week of this month. So we sort of finagled dates a little bit, and she's going to come in day of outfest.
0: Oh which wow! Is September
3: thirtieth, Saturday, September thirtieth. Um, we're going to have her at the Carytown Concert House at five p.m. Thought would we would be good to do this early before you really get into the party mood, which yep. of course Outfest is is um, both about the the sort of coming out celebrate coming out politically um, earlier in the evening and coming out um, uh, par- the coming out celebration later in the evening.
0: So. Very good. Yes.
3: So we're going to have her for that, and we're really excited about that. Um, And let's see, a couple of other things coming up. October 10th, um, there are actually two authors in town. Um, common language is going to be involved with both, though neither are at the bookstore. Um, the first is, um, is at four o'clock in the afternoon. Location to be announced, as they say. Ah, okay. Uh, Marilyn Juan, who is the author of. Fet, I love so. her.
2: I've totally made out with her. Sorry. Ooh.
3: Oh yeah! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, 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 Does she know that? <laughs> or uh? <Yes. laughs> Oh okay okay.
0: She uh, was there.
3: Uh, so yeah, she's going to be here October tenth, and we'll um, give you more details as we know them but mm-hmm. l- largely the location we know the 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 time and date so right um she is um in town because actually it's kind of neat because the the book has been uh, not out of print just unavailable out of print means they have no plans of reprinting it but they they had a publisher had none in stock and um we were actually able to help push that along, and it's now oh, wow. uh, they're they're reprinting it, and we will have them by the time October 10th comes along. Oh wow! Um, but the reason she's in town is because of a uh, conference called Against Health. Have you heard of this yet? I have. I have yeah. not. Actually, it's yesterday I heard of it. October twelfth and thirteenth. It's a free conference at the um, University of Michigan's putting on, and it's sort of multidisciplinary because mm-hmm. uh, nursing school's involved, women's studies is involved. Um, uh, it, I know literature is involved because it's uh, um It's basically all of the things that um, can um, impact um health in a negative way ra- oh. uh, studying those things race class gender and and all and and size being one of them of mm-hmm. course you right. know, you walk into the doctor's office and immediately everything that's wrong with you is has to do with your size yeah uh, you know yeah and
2: yes
0: right
3: <laughs> i'm preaching to the choir here yeah, um, yep and uh, so anyway, um, so that's why she's in town. So a couple of days before that, she is going to be doing a presentation on campus. And that's okay. what that's about. Later that evening at 7 o'clock, Alison Beckdell Yay! Oh. It's a very busy day. Yes, it is wow. a busy day. And so somehow I'll be running from one I was going to say, Keith, have you got the, the other. Uh, yeah. duplication
1: thing down? Or? And
3: uh, so, yeah, she's going to be um, at uh, East Hall. Um, And I'm not sure if they're doing tickets in advance or not. I'm sure it's a free event being a, you know, LGBT um, conference or LGBT A office sponsored event. Right, right. Um, uh, But uh, it's East Hall Auditorium only holds 250. Wow. You know, both uh, first, you you know, just let enough lesbians know that this is happening. And even without Fun Home, (laughs)
0: you
3: could fill that 250. But with Fun Home... Being the sort of runaway success that it is.
2: Yeah, th- I'm. That's a curious should, choice of auditorium. Yeah,
3: they should be in
2: Rackham. They should be in Rackham or the Power Center.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! I mean,
2: I think that they could totally fill. Really, those two she's places. that
0: popular. Wow!
2: Absolutely, uh, Fun okay.
3: Home has just been huge. Yeah. Yeah, so. and
2: Dykes to Watch Out for is. Okay. I mean you gay boys may not understand but Oh
1: no. I mean I know it's a really popular <laughs> thing, but I just had no idea that people would It put really it together. I mean I
2: know a lot of a lot of queer women who say that's my life.
1: You oh, know? I mean that's wow. totally my
2: life and they everybody I know is represented in that comic strip. Wow. Every every gay woman I know, every lesbian woman I know is represented in that comic strip. Wow. So
3: goodness yeah yeah so i don't know why but it's at east hall <laughs> 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 so i don't know contact the office uh the lgbta office at u of m um find out if they are doing advance res- you know maybe if enough people call they'll say let's find a bigger hall right um, right but uh um, as of now that's where it is and you know if if they aren't doing advanced tickets, then get there early. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Hello.
2: Make a beeline from the Maryland Lawn deal
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the Allison Bechtel thing. Or pay someone to stand in line there for you at the Allison Bechtel. Oh, I can see <laughs> fights
1: happening.
2: Hire somebody for you. So well, those are both <laughs> happening on October 10th. Is that what you said?
1: Both of those are October okay. 10th, yeah. Or you could probably, you know, hey, Keith, you need some help at the table?
0: Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. So I put him in an awkward uh. spot just now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and the only other one we have is, and I don't have a date for it yet, um, we're going to s- set one real soon, is um, Salvatore Sapienza, who wrote this. In fact, we've been talking about gay, gay and uh, religious um, uh, things. His book is titled Seventy Times Seven. Um, oh, and Interesting. Um, and you, you know the mm-hmm. reference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Um,
2: I do not see this is a thing. <laughs> oh, it's
3: a secret. Okay, go <laughs> ahead <here. laughs> well, I don't know if I get the quote exactly right. It's something to the effect of. Um, well, it's uh, somebody, somebody
1: like if somebody mm-hmm. had slapped you, you, you know, you're supposed to be for would you forgive them, them like this? seventy and
3: times seven.
1: Right. Right.
3: It's a New Testament reference. You know. oh, oh, turn the, oh, it's turn a the other biblical shape.
2: thing. See, I thought it yeah, was some right. gay thing. No, yeah. no, it was like. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, oh my!
3: Uh, but um, yeah, it's um, he's and and he's actually a almost local author. He uh, lives in Sagatuck, has a bed and breakfast there. I'm not sure which one. Oh wow! I have to find out. Um, though it's very, and I should have brought the the book um, cause, so I could show you. It's very they made a very unfortunate choice because if you go to his the website for the book, which is appropriately seven o. X seven book. Oh, so seventy times seven, but using the yeah the the digit seven O X seven book com. You'll see him, and he's a very good looking man. And they, uh, you know, have that little author picture on the back of the book, and and it's just horrid. I don't know why, <laughs> <laughs> don't know why they did it, but and and they should know better because sex sells, right? But, right. But, oh. but, but interestingly, um, the book is not um, about. Uh, you know gay priest or gay um, seminarian and you know um, uh, becoming disenchanted and moving on or you know so many of these other um, stories which I've been told it's kind of interesting because it's um really um uh, more about trying to reconcile um spirituality and um his his homosexuality so uh-huh. um it's it's gotten just tremendous reviews, and, and I just got my copy, uh, yet another one. I got my copy in yesterday's mail, so um, I'm going to start um, uh, uh, reading. In fact, I think Martin started it last night, but oh. it, um, uh, I can't wait to read it because it, it has gotten so many great reviews. Hey, Dan Savage even says, recommended reading. Yeah, well, We love Dan Savage. So yes. If he liked it. Definitely. Hey.
1: So, wow. Um so time flies when you have we are i just realized what time it is so um so we kind of did a little teaser about uh the (laughs) rain and common language and i was just like well "Well, when do i need to be there and i said "Ah," as soon as well yeah
3: as you know we had this big downpour and and these are old buildings in Court, and some have better foundations than others and and it was raining so hard, the, the um, area between Outbar and Common Language was filling up with water and actually came over the threshold into Outbar. So they were over on that side oh my desperately trying to, to suck yes. up the water as it was pouring in. Meanwhile, over in the bookstore, we've had a bad uh, problem in one corner every time it rains hard. But this was raining so hard that it was a little river coming in.
1: Oh, so. my goodness. So Casey,
3: Poor Jim cow. Fooster, and I were like there with mops and squeegees. and, <laughs> <laughs> around and
0: so, yeah, oh. and,
3: and I did confess that this was my fault. I had been, uh, Martin and my, uh, mine actually sort of together, because we had been mocking his sister who was taking a cruise directly into Hurricane Florence and Gordon. <laughs> 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 so we figured our mocking is now coming back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> back on us. But we're not going to tell her that. Oh, no. No. No, of course not. No.
1: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So you had your own little uh, hurricane. Yeah. yeah, we did have a little, <laughs> <right>. little <laughs> flood damage there. Oh, yeah. man. So, yes, I was saying, well, as soon as the the flood's taken care of, you know. Right. So <laughs> that would even show up then. So. Yeah,
2: I didn't read the email, but somebody on the Ann Arbor Connection list, which is the lesbian social group, all the subject line was, does somebody have an ARC?
3: Yes, it happens to be located (laughs) And and speaking of that group, we do have one more date um, Because last year they did uh, Uh Dyketoberfest And we do have a date for Dyketoberfest It's going to be October 15th I think that's the date Uh, No, the 13th, it's that Friday
2: Okay, Friday the 13th Is that
3: really? Yeah, wow. that's hot. Yeah. yeah, how exciting! That
2: totally makes me want to go.
3: Yeah, the thirteenth. Even same. more than
2: I did before. Oh,
3: right. my word. So you can go to the against health conference and then dash over to the. the <laughs> uh, Boy, bar the and first have some
2: like ten, fifteen days of October are jam packed with stuff to do. So yeah. It is.
3: It's just amazing how much yeah. stuff is going on. So it
2: really is. Man. Well, right on. Well, thanks for all of this.
1: Yes.
3: Oh, thank you for having me once again. It's always fun. it's always a pleasure. To come and play with the
1: kids. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Thanks. And we thank all of you for, I guess this is like really early, but do you have any last bit of things? Oh, you were going to talk about something I did
2: have something. I wanted to get, maybe you guys can give me some, your opinion. Okay. I... Uh, the A2 connection list that I've been talking about, there was a habit everybody had of addre- of starting out their emails with, hey, ladies, hey, ladies, oh. and I took exception to this. I said, you know, I am not a lady. I do not identify with that word, uh-huh. and when I see that in my email box, I'm like, oh, that doesn't apply to me, right. and I don't look at it, right. and it could be very well an event or th- something that I want to go to, Yes. but I'm totally not going to pay attention right. because that's the case. And then somebody responded saying, um, do you have a suggestion? Which I thought was a very helpful, good thing good. to do. And so I suggested... Do lesbians
1: do that so well.
2: Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's a little, actually, too much sometimes. <laughs> um, and so I said, well, how about folks? You know? Oh, wow. Well, then somebody responded and said that that was too masculine. Which I was shocked by. Yeah, I think folks is very generic, yeah. but I support folk music.
3: Means folk music, doesn't it? it yeah, doesn't mean men, right? right.
2: <laughs> but then there was a whole long after that happened. Uh-huh. Then there was a whole long thread about this on this email list that I was um th- that was sort of you know calling me out as being politically correct and saying that I was being oversensitive, not really calling me names or anything, but just sort of like joking about it at my expense and also um, telling me basically to lighten up. And I felt really shut down and closed off by that discussion. And so I said so. I was like, geez thanks you know like
0: <laughs> i feel
2: really welcome and included here um but i do also want to say that after i said that there was a t- complete turnaround and like an outpouring oh. of like no no don't give up on us it was we were kidding we we're totally kidding oh, okay and so it was awesome but God. i'm still like i come back to the main issue i'm not really sure that my complaint was understood like, is I mean, you guys seem to totally get it when I said that. Oh, okay. When I said ladies is not a word that applies to me. Right.
3: And, and you know, it's so interesting because I think a lot of people use different words in different ways that, you know, to one person they may say, hey, ladies, and, you know, I mean, especially if a man said it, there's no question, you know, what the, the yes. sort of suggestion yeah, of it is. Exactly. Yeah. When a woman says it, you know, it depends who is saying it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I find myself saying, um, okay, guys, a lot, even when it's, it's not just company. guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and And to me, I guess guys sort of means... People, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. It does, and and so to a lot of people, and I think. yet to, and yet I can imagine, and I do realize it after I say it. Sometimes it's like, ooh, I wonder how she felt about that. Mm-hmm. But she's one of the guys, isn't she? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You yeah, know? It, it
2: is very interesting. And the uh, other thing that my partner and I talked about it also. My partner is a woman of color, you know, and we've both said one of the things that also troubles us about that word is that. Historically, that meant a certain kind of woman, you
0: right. know, and that oh. is a woman
2: who is white and genteel
0: yep.
3: and
2: all of those things. She's like, I'm not included in that either,
3: right? And, you know, and, and yet, is there an issue of reclaiming again? Right. You know, right. in some in some respect, uh, you know, mm. it's and, and interesting comes full circle here in the mm-hmm. the hour, right? Because we yeah. we're talking about Recleaning. queer and cunt and yeah. words like that, where you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I know people, I know people. Who, you say the word lesbian to them, and it's like, oh, don't use that
0: word. Yeah, <laughs> and they
3: they quite clearly identify as a woman who is attracted to other women, women mm-hmm. and they live together. Their life is together. They have sex together, but don't call me a lesbian.
2: Don't call me a lesbian. You know,
3: there's right. to them, yeah. there's some sort of,
2: Right. To well, goodness, it sounds like a to disease. Word, you know? personally, <laughs> 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 oh, it has always sounded like, I mean, it's fine. It's what I am, but it's, it's, uh-huh. Yeah, it's always it's been always been a weird word to me. But the what the my solution is that you can call me a lady anytime you want as long as you preface it with the word masculine. You can call me a masculine lady all day long. That's fine by
1: Interesting. me. Interesting. Wow. So,
2: okay. That's my thing.
3: Okay. We'll have yeah. to look for a masculine form of the word lady.
2: Yeah.
0: There's Ooh, a challenge for you. Yeah, that challenge. would be a challenge. Wow. <laughs> a challenge.
2: Well, thanks for tuning by to Closets Are For Clothes again this week. We really, really appreciate it. We'll see you the same time, same place next week. Um, it'll be September 20th. It'll be the f- almost fall. For real.
1: Almost. Yeah, almost. All Dang. right. Good night. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us